Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everyone, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. My name is Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. The topic of our podcast today is Jaws of Death, the life of Mabel Stark. Mabel Stark was a um, the first, very first, female lion tamer. Was she on Game of Thrones? I don't believe so. Whatever. All right. But we're going to talk about her incredible life, uh, Brandy. But okay. before we do, let me remind everyone that we are a uh, comedy podcast that we take a look at uh, history and um, some of the darker side of history, some of the dark stuff. Um, we talk do true crime, but we also use, uh, sometimes we use humor, sometimes it's offensive humor. Uh, so we're not safe for work, uh, which is odd, Brandy, since we record this at work. Yeah, Isn't yeah. it ironic? It is the definition of ironic. And so um, if you are offended by uh, foul language uh, or, you know, uh, foul uh, or offensive humor, then check out one of the other wonderful podcasts that are out there, especially in true crime. We got our friends that they walk among us. If you're interested in the paranormal, you can check out Brandy's other podcast she does with Rachel called Haunted Visions. You can check out our friend Dee's podcast, Death Doors to True Crime. If you like sports, you can check out Deadball. So a lot of other podcasts out there for it's you to plethora of podcasts. Plethora, including Already Gone and our good friend Nina. Yes. But um, a lot of good podcasts that somehow managed not to use that language, Brandy. Well, they don't. They do not cuss like sailors, uh, like you and I. Yeah, they're better than us. Yes. Uh, before we get started, before we get into introductions, um, we would. I just we felt the need to address this so that we can get it out of the way. We are normally uh, joined, of course, by the very uh, distinguished um, Colonel. Uh, he is not with us this week. The Colonel ha- is. Well, how do we put it, Brandy? He's on a five-game suspension. Yeah, well, it's a kind of indefinite suspension. Um, the, the colonel said some very bad things, and so um, we're hoping he gets the help he needs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, he's been counseled on his um, some of his offensive um, behavior. T- yes, and uh, although we're an offensive podcast— uh, you know, there is a line that we won't cross, and 
unfortunately, the colonel has crossed it. So had to bring the hammer down <laughs> on the other side. So our hope is that he will get the help that he needs and he will join us in future uh, podcasts. But for right now, uh, we're going to do this with just myself and the very lovely and talented Her Majesty, the woman who is known as Brandy the Benevolent. Queen Brandy the First. How are you today, Brandy? I'm good, Timmy. It's Friday. I'm ready. I'm done with this week. You know, as I was writing this, uh, yeah, I know this week has kind of sucked. <laughs> well, we had we had the whole Chuck debacle, and uh, you know, it's just been a long week, and the weather sucked, and Chuck is a debacle. Yeah, on a good day. On a good day, but. I'm 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 confident he's learned his lesson and he'll be back. With Are us. you? No, not really. But, um, you know, it's you know it's tough love, right? It's nice to dream. Um, and as I was researching this topic and writing the, this topic of Mabel Stark, first of all, she doesn't kill anyone, which I know is a great disappointment to you and many of our listeners, especially my mom who who loves murder. But uh, as I'm <laughs> As I'm, you know, researching this and, and writing this uh, script, I'm thinking, this is such an interesting story. And then uh, throughout the whole time I'm writing the script, I'm hearing you say in my head, well, this is stupid. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> so I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to um, share your feelings about that as it's we disappointing get. she's not on Game of Thrones. Well, I'm sorry. I not, mean, Mabel could have been, been the long-lost sister. Not every lion tamer is on the Game of Thrones. Yeah, but there's Starks on there. Oh, there. Oh, Mabel See? Stark. Yes. Winter is coming. Winter is coming. It is. Winter is here, actually. Yes. Quit fucking around with it. Winter's here. Although we have tornado warnings for Sunday. Isn't that weird? I know. I'm pretty so excited strange. about it. All right. Let's talk about uh, the life of Mabel Stark, Brandy. Excellent. I'm going to give you a little background on... Uh, the circus, because I know you love the circus. I am, I'm a sucker for a good circus freak. Yeah, you are. The first circus, Brandy, came to the United States in 1783. So that was pretty early on. I bet they had clowns. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I saw it, by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. I watched that. I, I don't get it. I mean, I, it it's to me, it's stupid, but I know people love it. And if you say it's stupid, then, you know, you're like you're a spitting on the flag or something because it was Stephen King, but... No, I I enjoyed the movie. I thought, it, I mean, I liked it. I thought it was good, but it didn't scare the shit out of me. Although I do not like clowns at all. I have a clownophobia. Is it clowns you don't like or is it just Pennywise? No, it's clowns. I don't like clowns. Okay, so... They paint, they paint a smile on. That's just ridiculous. Well, sometimes that's the only way you can get a smile. Well, then you shouldn't be a fucking clown. <laughs> you shouldn't be a podcaster, that's for sure. Yeah, you don't need to be a clown. The first circus, Brandy, came to the U.S. in 1783 at a time the most popular animal act was the horses. The horses? The, yeah, they had the horses. <sighs> and they did little tricks. You know, they'd get up on their high legs and, you know, played rugby. I don't know what they did, but they, they played were rugby. <laughs> I just did a little soft shoe. <laughs> just threw that out there. Most circuses uh, had a traveling... Um, uh, had a traveling group of wild animals that they took with them that were primarily just for display. Dee, 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 dee. I know you like that little song. Little Did It. Mm-mm-mm. I do like that little ditty. Yeah. Is it, but it's not about Jack and Diane. No. 
unfortunately. You know, he was trying to fill her up at the Dairy Queen. Does that bother you at all? Um, no. He had his hand between her knees. He was I trying know. to fill her up. And I said the Tasty Freeze. Oh, I weren't well, at a Dairy Queen. Well, Give whatever. me a break. Same difference. Oh, no. A Tasty it's Freeze not. and a Dairy Queen are the same damn thing. They are not. They Shut both serve ice cream cones. Shut your cake hole. They're different. Hmm. Different. You don't I even like know. I like those little ice cream wheels. You know what I mean? The what, little chocolate. Ice cream sandwiches? Yeah, like sandwiches. Yeah. yeah. I like those. Like a deli bar? Yeah, yeah. I you like are that. a deli bar. Anyway, um, the animals were mainly for just display purposes. So people could see wild animals. They were kept in small cages, and spectators paid to take a look at them up close. That sounds so far so good. Uh, well, Noah would enjoy that. Who knows what Noah would enjoy? Oh, I think he would enjoy the circus. Who kn- for a minute, and then he'd go, this is just, this is, this is a turd zoo. <laughs> this is stupid. I don't know why I have to do this. You don't know my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but once the first lion tamer fiercely ste- fearlessly stepped into the ring with a big cat brandy, lion taming became the most popular act at the circus. Well, as well it should. I mean, it takes a lot of balls to step into a, a cage with a lion. You know, I just I feel like that that's just taking that's an unnecessary risk that you're taking with your life. <laughs> it's kind of like walking, you know, the, it's running with the bulls. It, well, yeah. You know, and then you're all shocked when you get gored or you fall down and skin your knee or something. Nothing worse than being gored. I've been gored and it's not pleasant. Have you? It's not pleasant. <laughs> Dude, have you seen the picture of the um, bullfighter? Got, he got gored, but I mean, it went right, the horn went right in his rectum. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. That made me very uncomfortable. I'm sure it made him very uncomfortable. Well, it's his fault. He got in there and started. Well, I mean, yeah, but you, he there, started you have an expectation that when you get when you are a bullfighter, there are certain things, there are certain risks involved. But one of them is not having being gored in the anus. I'm He's, sorry. He got torn a new asshole. Well, I don't think that he ran that risk. I don't think. I don't think it, he calculated his uh, his risks very well. So when I one time I was in Mexico. And they had a um, um, bullfight. Sure. And I thought, oh, well, I'll go see that. I thought it was like a touristy thing. No, no, no. No, they're awful. Oh, it they're was awful. awful. Oh, my God. It was bloody. Anyway, back to um, the lion tamer. Uh, lion tamers uh, dressed in fancy costumes, Randy. Because they're fancy pants. Yes. Uh, put on daring theatrical shows, displaying their mastery, the mastery of man over beast. What do you mm. think about that, Brandy? Oh, yeah, just try being married. <laughs> the methods and acts involved uh, evolved over the years. Uh, <laughs> there's something, I guess, you know, you quit putting your arm down the lion's throat once you lose one or two of them, and then one or two you, arms. Yeah, you, you. Well, then you have to quit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why it evolved. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, it, it evolved over the years as our perceptions of animals treatment, uh, animal treatment also evolved. So, you know, there's things that they did that was would be can today be considered cruel. And well, sure. People would not stand for it. A lion in uh, a lion is a wild animal, Brandy. Uh, no <laughs> shit. With three-inch claws and a mouth that opens wider than your head. Yes. Is long. It's uh, one foot. Uh, uh, one foot its jaws can crush. One foot of its jaws can crush a bull's spine. Hmm. So, 
not something you take, you know, you don't mess with. Serious business, Brandy. Well, yeah. You better have a you better have a whip a la Indiana Jones. And and or a stool. Yeah, I never really got that. But the stool. Okay. Yeah, the stool. Well, sometimes you get tired, you have to sit down. I don't know that that's one of those things that you really you think to yourself, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to need a TV timeout. <laughs> Let me sit down. Let me take a yeah, break. I got it. I'm this is exhausting. Yes. And well, then everybody just sits down and smokes. I don't think that that's how that works. <laughs> well, you got to make sure it's a wooden stool and not actually stool, you know. Yes, yes, thank you. Because that, that that can be confusing if you just read it in a manual or something. I don't think it can be confusing. Because you could be sitting there with a lion, a whip, and a big old turd in your hand. I don't think that that's confusing at all. It could be. You don't know. I do know. <laughs> Uh, you fucking freak. In 1819, Brandy, a French circus performer named Henri Martin, not oui. Henry, Henri, oui, oui. Mm-hmm, entered a cage with a tiger, shocking the audience. <gasps> when he emerged without a scratch, Brandy, what do you think about that? He was a retired, Martin, Henri, not Henry, Henri, was, Henri. A, was a retired horse trainer. He soon taught the tiger to obey a series of simple commands. Well, sure. Like dial 911, you know. Sit, stay, roll over, play dead. Put some popcorn in the microwave. Get me a beer. Yeah. Okay. He eventually incorporated lions into his act as well, becoming the first lion tamer. What about tigers and bears? No, he did... He did mostly lions. Oh, my. He earned a big, big cat's trust... But you can't say that ten times real fast. Big Cat's Trust? Yes. Ah, okay. By introducing himself into the cage little by little over time. So, you know, he maybe stepped a foot in and, he, you know, he got, he got the cat used to his presence. Anyway, eventually um, the first American lion tamer, the first American lion tamer, was Isaac Van Omberg, Brandy. Van Omberg? Yes. Isaac? Isaac. Okay. That's a cool name, Isaac. I always think of Isaac. Uh, what's the Hayes? Cool? Oh, yeah, Isaac Hayes. He's cool. He is. And he didn't have any hair on his head. He did not. It's cool. Didn't he write the? Didn't he sing the theme for Shaft? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Damn straight. And that way he's saying that in that song. That's a good song. <laughs> Need to get that on my iTunes. I'm gonna check out the iTunes. You should get it on the iTunes. Yes. Look, they have that. On the World Wide Web that I could download. They probably do have it on the World Wide Web. Well, check that out. Well, you should. Anyway, Van uh, uh, Van Ombre is a was bad, a bad ombre. <laughs> is the first man to put his head in a lion's mouth. Well, again, stupid. <laughs> the first one who actually because you have one shot at after, that. <laughs> lived yeah. afterwards. Yeah, you got one shot. One shot. Yeah, that's like a man. That's what I'm saying. That's like whoever invented that sport of uh, ski jumping you know you have to do that you have to <laughs> you it, have to be the first one someone has to be somebody the first. has to be the first yeah those people are never remembered those that <laughs> gave their lives are I never know. remembered like that i know they 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 should be though they for their sacrifice be. but yes. anyway many historians uh credit van omberg for being the first one to put his head, head in a lion's mouth. I, it, 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 it seems like historians would have more important things to do than try to, you know, verify <laughs> the first person to put their no, head. No, if you're a circus historian. Are they circus historians? There is such a thing. All right. 
Now, Ombre, Ombro would be, he would beat the lion into submission, Brandy. Oh, that's not cool. And his show highlight was forcing the lion to lick his boots as the oh, ultimate. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going with that. <laughs> well, that, would, that would be a bigger highlight. Not where I thought you were going. He would force, force the lion to lick his boots as the ultimate sign of his conquest. Which is, that's a pretty, you know. You get, you know, if you get a line to lick your boots, you're pretty badass. Guy was an asswipe. Yeah. In August of 1838, Brandy. That was a great year. Yeah. There was a newspaper called The Age. They reported that there have, there have already been several cases in which lions have snapped off the heads of persons who were persistently in their foolish attempt to put their head inside a lion's mouth. So there was some people who did it was unsuccessful. <laughs> well, it depends on how you define success. It was successful for the lion. Well, sure. Just not for the person. Just not for the person. Yeah. Now, wouldn't you hate to have to be the one to take that uh, corpse home and then explain it to the little missus? Oh, your husband. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, what had happened was. <laughs> and a little tomfoolery going on. Yeah. He wanted to be the first. He wanted to be like Van Omberg. And he was for a minute. <laughs> Van Omberg, however, was the one uh, of only the few lion tamers to die in his own bed. So a lot of them, you know, unfortunately there was some, uh, there were other lion tamers, but unfortunately a lot of them met their uh, fate and the lion's uh, cage. Not almost unlike what's her name in Las Vegas. Who was Penn and not Penn and Teller, but who was the oh Siegfried Roy? Yeah, was Siegfried Roy? Roy. Yeah, he was attacked. Of course, one of them were attacked. Siegfried and or Roy. I can't remember. Which I think one. it was Roy. Yeah, because that was what about ten years ago. Yeah, he lived though. Yeah, but he was messed up. On November, yes, he was messed up. That was whereas that was a tiger, wasn't it? I yes. think it was a tiger. On November twenty ninth, eighteen sixty five. The year of our Lord. Civil War had already ended. At the age of 54, Isaac on von Omberg suffered a fatal heart attack in Philadelphia. Uh, so he did not die at the uh, in the lion cage. He, li- he died from a heart attack. He was a very wealthy man. He was very popular in, back in his day because he had uh, he was uh, called one of the bravest men alive. Hmm. Because he would put his head into a lion's mouth. Let's take a, take a, it takes a little moxie, Brandy. Well, it takes something. But perhaps, Brandy, the most famous lion tamer to ever live was a woman. Of course it was. And her name was Mabel Stark. Of the Stark clan. Mabel Stark was the first female lion tamer ever to perform in a circus. Now, there may have been other lion, female lion tamers running around, but she was the first Willy one. Willy Nilly. Yes, yes. They may have been, I don't know, you know, maybe they're, they was running around at the laundromat. At know, the laundromat. Yeah, taming lions or whatever. But she was the first one to do it in a circus. She worked with a, by the way, I don't like the laundromat. It's a boring place. All true. They need to have, you know, like uh, the Rockettes or something, some sort of entertainment while you're at the laundromat because it's very the Rockettes. boring. <laughs> something going on. Well, the Rockettes <laughs> do not perform at the, the fluff the, and fold. 
to be the real rockets. I'm just saying they could liven up the laundromat a little bit. Have you ever been to the laundromat? They're pretty boring places. They are. And they smell like... Fabric softener. Yes, exactly. Well, isn't that the bitch of it all? It could smell like ass. It could, but yeah, it, yeah, I'm just saying, if they, if I ever open a, a laundromat, there would be live entertainment. Well, thank God. All right, so Mabel's... So wait a minute, so you're going to have a stripper laundromat. <laughs> well, no, it'd be family friendly. Would, would it? <laughs> yeah, I would have jugglers, perhaps. Jugglers. <laughs> well, people like jugglers. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Perhaps I had someone doing card tricks. You don't know. I, I don't. You're right. I do not Pick know. a card, any card. By the time you, uh, by the time you run through a few card tricks, tricks, your clothes are already in the, you know, the cycle, the drying cycle. So, I mean, you know. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like the rules uh, associated with laundry. I think I mentioned this before. You don't like the rules associated yeah, with I don't, laundry? But I don't go by none of those rules. Like, uh, fucking rebel. Like, you know, you can't put, uh, you, uh, you can't, you, like, to me, a load of laundry is how much you can cram in the washer. That is, okay. the, that's the, that's a load. Okay. I don't believe in all this nonsense about cold and. Oh, you don't separate your clothes. Oh, never, never. That's huh. a discrimination and I won't be a part of it. Well, I don't blame you. I can see how you would get up in arms about that. All right. Let's talk about Mabel, shall we? Could we please? So Mabel worked in uh, with uh, animals, with mostly lions, tigers, bears. Oh my! From 1911 until 1968, when I was she just, had a nice long life. She for did. A lion tamer. She did. Um, yeah, over over 50 years. She was mauled, Brandy, many times, but she kept coming back for more, even into her old age. Let me tell you about her life, shall I? Mabel, come on, Mabel. Mabel Stark's real name, Brandy, that was a stage name. Oh. Her real name was Mary Haney. Haney? Mary Haney. Okay. I I like Mabel Stark much better. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's got more of a ring to it. It really does. I liked Ed Haney on on Green Acres. Mr. Haney, remember him? No. I didn't watch Green Acres. You're too young, I forgot. Anyway. (laughs) I am Mary Haney was born on December 10th, Brandy, 1889, in Princeton, Kentucky. Right a- before right before Christmas in Princeton. Where is that? I don't know. Well, I mean, it's in Kentucky, clearly, yes. but where? I bet it's somewhere over in like western Kentucky where there's just nothing but, I don't know, fields of pot. And barefooted people. Wow. With barefooted and shirtless people with tattoos. Isn't that what you said when you went down to get a tattoo with Casey? No. Not what I not what I said at all. That's what I recall. I uh, you recall falsely. Which would have been a problem on December second or December tenth because I'm sure it was cold. People running around with no shirts on. Who does that? Yeah, some of the women down there in Princeton. You wish. So her her mother was pregnant during uh, Thanksgiving, although I don't yes. think Thanksgiving was an official holiday until the 40s, so she might not have been, although I'm sure someone's going to correct me on that. Uh, her parents were poor farmers, Brandy, mm-hmm. but Mabel loved them. I'm going to call her Mabel just so we don't yeah. confuse people. Mabel loved uh, growing up on a farm because she loved animals, Brandy. Oh, cool. Usually when we bring up a person's uh, love for animals on this show, it's not a good thing. But in this case, 
It's okay. And then we have to talk about Rudy for an hour and a half. Rudy, and then, you know, that leads to, you know, something else. Eventually, we end up talking about bestiality, which we're not going to do today. No. Because the colonel is suspended indefinitely. Indefinitely. Yes. Now, Mary had an older brother and sister. Did she have a lamb? A what? Did she have a little lamb? <laughs> I don't you got to call she... her Mabel. Oh, uh, Mabel had a uh, older brother and sister, and they were very close. Well, you know, they lived in a small house, so what choice did they have, really? Mabel believed that she could control animals, wild animals, by using her mind. Yes. Brandy. I can control the doors at Target using my mind. Really? Yes. You can open and close them? I can. I have to see that sometime. It's fairly amazing. I want to see that sometime. I will not That see. is the work of the devil. Well, I don't think that we need to pass judgment. I think you are uh, you are messing with things best left alone. You are a judger. Mabel, so she liked animals, okay? Mm-hmm. She could control them, or she thought she could control them by uh, by using her mind. She thought she was like an animal whisperer, Brandy. Yes. Mabel contends as a young girl, she taught chickens to follow her in a single line. Well, that's a nightmare. <laughs> well, it's, it's a lot more... Single file? Did she make them yeah. hold onto a little rope as they went behind I her? don't know, but that's a lot... I don't think that's a nightmare. I think that's very... It's a nightmare. It's a very... Um, it's, I think it's, it, it's very organized. Is that, it? Yeah. Hmm. That's the word I'm looking for. Is it? Hmm. Is that the word you're looking for? Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, you got chickens to the left of you, chickens to the right of you. You're, there you are stuck in the middle. <laughs> there you are herding chickens. You're a chicken herder. And Exactly. But she Where had, do you go from there? I wonder if they she lined them up according to their size, because that would be cool. Maybe. Or maybe she did in alphabetic order based on her name. Maybe. Anyway, or we'll by never age. Know. By age. We'll never know. She lead him to the slaughterhouse? No, she loved animals. Well, that doesn't mean she didn't need them. Now, M- M- Mabel's parents owned a bull, Brandy, by the name of Terror. Terror? Yeah. Like, like Holy Terror? Yes. Like, okay. Right. It's because it was a very um, aggressive, aggressive and angry bull. And Mabel used to feed it by hand, despite the warnings from her father. That the bull was dangerous. When Mabel was nine years old, Terror, the bull, charged Mabel, who stood in front of the bull defiantly. Yeah. Instead of running, Mabel stood her ground, glared into the bull's eyes, pointed her finger at the bull, and ordered the bull to stop. Mabel spent the most of that winter in a wheelchair, Brandy. There you go. Good job, Mabel. <laughs> The bull trampled Mabel, fracturing her legs in five pieces. Good God. Way to go, Mabel. Way to go. Well, she tried. Mm Mm-hmm. You know. This was a negative experience for... uh, I could see how it might be. (laughs) But it did not... um, Did not dissuade her? It did not deter her in her desire to work with animals. When When she was 11, a traveling circus arrived in the neighboring town. And Mabel earned five dollars by boxing a kangaroo for ten minutes. Oh, kangaroos are badass. For five dollars? Yeah, which was a lot of money back then. I mean, this is uh, when she was eleven. So, so she's boxing a. This kangaroo. was a turn. This is like nineteen hundred. She's boxing a kangaroo. boxing a kangaroo, and she uh, at age eleven, she boxed it for ten minutes. 
after being punched on the head by the kangaroo several times, Mabel became engaged and uh, enraged and landed a punch that knocked the kangaroo off his feet. The crowd... Um, she sucker punched a kangaroo. Gave young Mabel... Well, no, they're boxing. It's not sucker punching. If you're boxing, she just defended herself. The crowd gave young Mabel a standing ovation. Now, Mabel claimed that she could have fought longer, but she didn't want to hurt the kangaroo. Mm-hmm. Mabel's father collected snakes, Brandy. Ugh. And Mabel would often sneak the snakes, sneak the snakes. See, that's a tough, that's a tough that's one, a too. Thing. Mm-hmm. She would often sneak the snakes out of their cages to have to sleep with them at night. What? She loved she loved animals. Shut the front door. Mary did well in school, but her teacher was hard on her uh, out of what Mabel described as jealousy, Brandy. Well, clearly. because Mabel developed early, Brandy. Uh, so Mabel had boobies and her t- teacher was jealous. By the age of 13, she was attracting men from all over the state of Kentucky. Of course she was. Most of them were relatives. You're gonna, I'm going to be doing this podcast by myself next time, I can tell. <laughs> Ma- Mabel did well in school. Oh, I said that, didn't I? Mabel's parents died within two years of each other, Brandy, I'm sorry oh, to say. Oh, that's sad. Mm-hmm. So that by the age of 17, Mabel and her siblings were orphans. Oh. She spent a short period of time with her aunt in Princeton, Kentucky. Um, but her aunt, uh, her aunt was supportive, but uh, she was drunk and passed out most of the time. Well, then it's perfect. Mabel decided to move to Louisville and become a nurse at St. Mary's Hospital in Louisville, Kentucky. Oh, okay. So now she's in the big city. Oh, yeah. Mabel did not like nursing Brandy and suffered from depression. The only thing that seemed to make her happy was spending time at the zoo, the Louisville Zoo, with animals. Mabel claimed that she went straight from nursing school to the... uh, G. Barnes Circus, in that was the name of a circus, in 1911 to become an animal trainer. But here's the thing. No one just starts out as an animal trainer. No. Um, but she got some job with the circus. And originally, she was assigned to ride, uh, riding horses, which she hated because she thought she could do so much more with because she had this rapport, Randy, with animals. Yeah, Mabel has quite the uh, opinion of herself, doesn't she? <laughs> she was very, very confident young lady. Mary would Mabel. bother Mabel would bother the owner of the circus and demand that she be allowed to work with tigers, the most dangerous animal in the circus. Why didn't she just flash him? Well, um, Mabel approached the circus uh, head animal trainer, a Hungarian named Louis. Roth, and she trained under him and even was married to him for a short time. Of course she was. Well, that's what happens when you get boobies. Guys want to touch them. (laughs) But what was she, 14, 15? Uh, Yeah, no, she's a little older here. 1911, so she's 21 here. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Let me make sure of that. Let me double check my facts. No, she would be 1911, 22. 20 years old at this point. All right. So um, 
so he now he's married to Mabel um, Lewis Roth, the Hungarian uh, head animal trainer, and um, so you know she's nagging him now to let her train the tigers. He would have preferred uh, Mabel Stark with lions and not tigers, because I said tigers apparently are more dangerous than lions. I didn't know that, but, you know, I, I know so little about uh, lion taming. It's one of the few things I don't know anything about. I think about. that's your fault. You just wrote a whole story about it. Roth um, advocated, her husband advocated uh, training big cats by rewarding them with meat, Brandy. Well, yeah. So he was like on the, he was the cutting hedge of the lion tamer business at the time she married him he was a big deal okay uh and he advocated so he he kind of advocated um he was using like behavioral uh science like sure you, you know rewarding uh, good behavior yeah, blah, blah, blah. yeah exactly um so he would use um red meat as a, a reward as opposed to beating them into submission like other trainers so he was into positive reinforcement ah I wonder if he did the same with Mabel. Probably. Hmm. Gave her meat. Wow. <laughs> Too bad. Too bad the colonel is under suspension. Yeah. <laughs> that was a That's whole, a softball. That's 10 minutes conversation. Yeah. You man. just threw a softball at uh, me. Jeez. I know. I know. All right. Anyway. Um, so, um, in other words, so he, he used the carrot instead of the stick. But uh, gender roles at the time prohibited Mabel from working as a lion tamer. It's probably difficult to be a lion tamer in a skirt. Yeah, and I don't, you know, yeah. So at first, uh, the circus had her working in a balloon act in which she had to, uh, in which she had riding a lion on a platform and then pressing a pedal to release fireworks at some point in the act. But by 1916... Um, she was presenting the major tiger act. So she she soon they 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 recognized her talent with animals. That the, that riding the tiger or lion was no longer a big deal. She they, recognized her own talent. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it was uh, soon clear to the circus management that I wonder if you can go. Can you get? Uh, can you study circus management? Is there schools where you can study that? I don't know. I would like to study. Maybe there was. I would like to study circus management. Let me tell you something. Getting that up, setting all that shit up, taking it down oh, and yeah. moving it. I, I mean, I, that's an ordeal. Yeah. You, I mean, uh, big top, you, can, you can't play in a big top. That's, 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 that's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. I would like to be part of the big top. I'd like to be under the big top. I would like to be in the center ring. I bet you would. I would like to wear one of those big hats. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and say this. You would like neither one of those things. <laughs> you would. would like neither one of those things at all. I always fancied myself in the in the center ring. Well, Mabel fancied herself. I would Dr. like to do little too, but you know what? It's I not would, happening. I would like to have a megaphone in one hand, uh -huh. a big hat, mm -hmm. and doesn't he like? What do they? They have a whip. Do they, they have, have a, a whip? whip? Okay, a whip, a megaphone, and a big hat. And be in the center, the center ring. That is my goal in life. Doing what? Well, you know, you're introducing the acts. You're um, you're uh, bantering with the clowns. No, there's when no that, banter that, with the when clowns. When that little, the little car comes out and all the clowns get out. There's no bantering with the clowns. 
you can banter. Oh, I'll, I, that is why I would be cutting edge because I would make bantering a part of my show. Well, and I would be well received. Would you? I With your hat and my hat, my whip and my megaphone. How are you going to hold your chair? What? Because what if you get tired? <laughs> we just have it sitting nearby. Ah. Okay. I have to think of everything. <laughs> yeah, you do. All right. So back to Mabel. Uh, let's see. Mabel was riding in on the tigers now. Yeah, she's riding the tigers. She became... She has the eye of the tiger. Okay, so she started working with her husband on this uh, theory uh, of conditioning, right? Working with exotic animals. Of, of You know, it's, it's the whole, as we said, the whole B.F. Skinner behavioral psychology stuff. Re- positive reinforcement. Look at you with your B.F. Skinner. Uh... With, which is a funny name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with, uh, so with, during, she would train animals to con, uh, and connect the behavior with a cue, like a signal, and reward them for acting uh, be, their behavior, correct behavior. Whenever the animal behaved in the desired way or even close to the desired way, the trainers offer them positive reinforcements, usually in the form of food or a gift card. Sure. Um, to Radio Shack. <laughs> well, maybe the Applebee's. You never know. Mm. Uh, so anyway, the idea is that the positive reinforcement. We get that, right? We yes. Whole, it, all kinds of positive reinforcement. Like psych, psych 101. We got this. All, right. all kinds of it. BJ Skinner. It's just in our. Yeah. Okay. So Mabel's first big cat performance was with two lions and two tigers. And she eventually. No bears. Worked, uh, no bears. She eventually worked up to as many as 18 tigers at once. Jeez. That's a lot of tigers. A lot of fucking tigers. You know what I mean? I don't even know how you can get them all in the same ring. Why do you need that many fucking tigers? Well, she's a, uh, you know, she's... You don't need that many goddamn tigers on a train, <laughs> traveling through the countryside, setting that she's shit up. She's a prodigy. You don't need that many... She's not, or she would have been <laughs> trampled by a motherfucking bull. Her performances were not without risk, Brandy. You think? <laughs> in 1914... While in, De- while in Detroit, Michigan, uh, uh, up there near uh, our friend Nina instead, uh, from Already Gone podcast, she was attacked by leopards. I think these were Where the, the fuck were the leopards? These were Where not the people. These from? not the people whose skins were falling off. These were like the, not lepers, right? <laughs> leopards, right? right. Um, th- it was during a parade. And what? <laughs> during the winter in 1915, um, she was mangled. Oh, okay. the, yeah, during a parade, some leopards got loose and they attacked her. Next, the next year, the winter of 1915. Because they were jealous. They wanted to be in the act. <laughs> in 1915, she was mangled by a lion in Venice, California. She barely survived that attack, Brandy. Um, but that did not deter her love for big cats. She's a big cat lover. Big pussy. On February 18th, 1916, Brandy, Mabel was severely mauled by a lion named Louie while rehearsing for the Pacific Electric Exhibit of the National Orange Show. That's a lot. That's a long title. Yeah. In San Bernardino, California. Uh, Mabel's husband, remember him, the Hungarian animal trainer, Louis Roth? Yeah. I do remember him. He had to fire blank cartridges from his revolver in the face of the lion amid the screams of his wife as she was being mauled and spectators who gathered around to watch. 
Well, did they all have their cell phones out? <laughs> I don't know if he was taking selfies or not. But she's basically getting eaten. His wife is getting eaten by this lion in yeah. front of the crowd. And he used a blank pistol. See, see, there's a reason why, you know, guns should be legal there. You know, because if well, he That's had, what he had. I mean, it worked. Yeah. I mean, well, obviously, or we wouldn't be, or our story would end right here. Here's the thing. What you do is you grab one of those spectators and say, here, you want this instead, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You get one, a meaty spectator. Oh, yeah. Yes. Can't run very fast. Yeah. Anyway, the lion seized uh, Mabel's arm into its mouth, rolled over a number of times with Mabel. Uh, and just uh, by coincidence, her husband had also been mauled earlier that day by a lion, a lion named Jeff. So that, <laughs> I love animals with people names. What, <laughs> what kind of name? I mean... Well, his Jeff. full name is Jeffrey. Or Jefferson, we don't know. Well, I think it's Jeffrey. But, so they're not very good lion tamers. If well, the they whole, were. It's just, there's just some risk involved. The whole fam damley's getting mauled on the same day. <laughs> uh, now, Raw, Lewis, he, uh, he suffered deep injuries to his arm before firing blanks into the animal's open jaw. So apparently the guns is enough to scare him off. But you know what? If the problem is if that doesn't work, then you're, you're fucked. Of, yeah, yeah. Then, then you just made him mad. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of bad news. Then Jeff gets pissy. <laughs> uh, Mabel was dragged unconscious from the cage. This is like one of the real serious uh, uh, injuries that she had. She was dragged unconscious from the stage, uh, cage and rushed to the hospital where she was treated for a mangled and broken arm. And it would take her six full months to recover. Um, despite these uh, terrible experiences, uh, Mabel loved her cats and still loved performing for audiences. In 1918, uh, Mabel adopted a mangy, sickly tiger cub by the name of Raja. And she, see, that, that's, that's a cool name for a lion. It's not Ed. Isn't that like, well, first of all, Ed's a badass name. But isn't Raja in the Jungle Book? I don't know, but I'm telling you, if you're, she adopted a mangy, sickly tiger cub. So she, so she got the runt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. She, uh, yeah. It was a, um, yeah. Okay. All right. Tell me more. I'm just saying she's got a big heart. She's out there. You know, these are, and evidently big hooters. We tell me more <laughs> about Mabel and her cat. Okay, so she raised Raja to perform uh, a, her a fame. What would later become a famous wrestling act with her. She bottle-fed the cub and trained him early to be a performer. Aww. She accomplished this by uh, romping and playing with the cub at the beach and actually keeping him as a pet in her apartment. At the beach? Yeah. So she she's lived in taking, California. She's recovering from her So she's mauling. taking this motherfucking cub out on the fuck, Venice fucking beach or wherever <laughs> yeah. with all these people and wrestling with this. Hanging out in Malibu with your lion cub. Yeah, you and know. wrestling with this lion cub out there. Really? Well, I, evidently I, laws weren't as strict as they are. I guess not. She developed a shocking signature act in which she wrestled Raja, causing the audience to believe that she was being mauled. So she's uh, a little drama queen. So she recognized the fact that mauling, yeah, people seemed to like it before when she got mauled. And, yeah, well, let's do it again. All yeah. <laughs> right. So she they worked that into the act. Well, but, sure. But Raja really didn't hurt her because Raja was cool at that point. Ah. She admitted years later that, um, God, I'm so glad Chuck's not here. 
She admitted years later that Raja was actually relieving himself sexually during the act. Oh, for fuck's <laughs> sake. Which looks very much like a vicious attack to anyone not familiar with tiger behavior. Oh, so wait a minute. So Raja, they're rest. And I'm going to put this in Air Bunnies wrestling. Yeah. And Raja's getting his rocks off. Yeah. And make, and But it looks like she's being mauled. Yeah. So, of course, Raja wants to wrestle with her. Yeah, so that, that was his positive reinforcement. So, wait a minute. Yeah. He, he didn't need a cookie. Wait. So, then my question becomes, yeah. who's not clued in when the animal actually empties his load? Mabel started wearing a white uniform at this time so that the audience could not see the tiger semen. And a splatter mask. <laughs> Oh, um, my God. Well, you know the things you do. The white, no. <laughs> the white costume became her signature. It, was, it could stand <laughs> in the corner by itself. Oh, yeah. The fuck? Do they, do they, I mean, do they drop loads? I mean, I, I, I imagine there's a I lot. imagine so. I don't know. I don't watch tiger porn or whatever, lion porn. Uh I would imagine there's quite a bit there. Uh, so she used this white costume for the rest of her career. Not that particular one. She oh, I think she, I think she kept it. I think <laughs> it was stiff and stood in the corner. <laughs> the Ringling Brothers and Barton Bailey Circus, you're familiar with them. She put that shit on like armor. <laughs> they hired Mabel away from Barn Circus in 1922, Brandy. <laughs> she then divorced Louis Roth um, because, you know, uh, she was. She was know, moving on. She's moving on. Turn the page. That's right. I mean, you know, you know, you're sitting, there, you're wrestling with your. Well, and he's a half-ass lion tamer. He got mauled. Well, and he's probably tired of her coming home with the tiger semen on her every day, smelling, smelling <laughs> like another tiger. <laughs> exactly. Um, she was approached by and joined the Ringling Brothers and Barton Bailey Circus in 1922 where she performed at Madison Square Garden, Brandy, with go. snarling tigers and a Black Panther. Black Panther. Wasn't he an Avenger? You don't know. I don't know. All right. I, I like the Avengers, though. He was, by the way. He's, I like the Hulk. Yeah. I like when he hits everyone. That's yeah. cool. Well, Black Panther is an Avenger oh, person. Oh, so anyway. okay. He might be, yeah. No. What's that woman's well, name? Minute. She's kind of hot, but uh, she, she don't really have any skills. No, are you talking well, he's about Russian. Um, she's Russian. Black um Black Widow? Not Maybe. Black Widow. I don't know. I think her name's her real name's Natasha something or another. Yeah, I don't she's remember. Attractive. I think she's the Black Widow. Well, Scarlett uh, Johansson. I know uh, you yeah, like her. I would sleep with her and I love her voice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I know. She was in her. I know. My favorite movie. By the end of that season of the six wild animal acts featured with the Barnum and Bailey circus, Mabel Starks was clearly the greatest success. And the one with the most tiger semen on it. Yes. As, and that, that went on the marquee. Mm-hmm. As, it, as well it should. As well it should. In 1923, she starred in the ring. It's a playbill. It, it, <laughs> if you're looking, they give, they give the front row garbage bags like a Gallagher show. <laughs> yes. In 1923, she starred in the Ringling Center Ring. But two years later, in 1925, the circus banned all wild animal acts. Oh. I know. You got a lot of unemployed wild animals running around now. Now, now what are they going to do? I don't know. Now they got to get a day job. Well, I, I'm telling you, because with Raja, that was not only his job. It was his life. <laughs> it was his sexual gratification. Well, right. 
Now what do you do? I don't know. By this time. Now you're, now you're looking at Craigslist. I mean, that's about all you got left. <laughs> yeah. Well, or, you know, you'd have to find some random stray cat. Yeah. By this do time. do a strut. And a yes. Cat, well, cat clearly strut. you got to do that. Yes. By this time, Stark was married to the circus's accountant, Albert Ewing. See, she just married her. She married key people within the organization. Who was embezzling funds from <laughs> Ringling Brothers What's Circus? his name? Albert Ewing. Yeah, he sounds like a crook. They divorced when the crime was uncovered, but Stark believes she was being punished for her husband's sins when the circus cut all big cat acts in 1925. Oh, so see, her husband is embezzling, and she thinks they're just out to get her by cutting the cat acts. Ringling chiefs claim that the cage took too long to assemble and tear down during a performance. Stark was still under contract, though, and was assigned to a horse act. <laughs> My that, question is, is the horse getting off? I don't Why, know. Is she but, wrestling the horse? I, I, I don't know. That's legit. But, but that's, that's a legit question. Th- that's a kind of a, da- that, that's a step down from wrestling, oh, sure. a, uh, wrestling a tiger to riding a horse. Uh, her, targer, her, her tigers were kept on in the circus's menagerie, which was supervised by Art Rooney. Oh, yeah. Mabel later claimed that she married her first husbands for practical reasons. Sure. But she fell in love with Rooney. Oh, well, how could you not fall in love with someone named Art? Well, that's my dad's name. It, it rhymes with so many words. Yeah, that's my dad's name. All right. They soon married. All right. This is husband number three. Which surprised the other circus employees because Rooney wore makeup and nail polish. And they assumed <laughs> he was just not the marrying kind. <laughs> See what happens when you assume? <laughs> Oh. Rooney passed away shortly after the wedding, and Stark was again left alone with her cats. Isn't that the way for all old biddies? We're all just <laughs> left alone with our cats. After oh. spending time in Europe, where she performed in a circus, she came back to the U.S. in 1928 and began to work with the Johnson Robinson, or I'm sorry, the John Robinson Show. Oh, yeah, I used to watch them every uh, Sunday. John Robinson. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You did? Yeah. I don't think you did. It was right before, um, it was right before, what was that show where you Lawrence Welk? No, no, no. By the way, how long was Lawrence Welk on? 150 (laughs) years, I don't really know. (laughs) I think it should still on. Yeah. Uh, no, it was a Battle of the Network Stars. It came on right after oh. the Battle of the Network. Yeah, you know, the flow from Alice, she would like. Sure. Yeah, she would like <laughs> do sure. 20 yards. She would like to do the 100-yard sprint against like um, in um, 
the guy from uh, Schneider. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Schneider, guy from One Day at a Time. Yeah. <laughs> well, and then if you hung around afterwards. Schneider was getting the tail. Then you could watch Real Housewives of Paducah, Kentucky. Oh, yes. So, Do you think Schneider was getting a lot, laid a lot? I think he was. He had a really cool mustache. And he had, and he had, he had a tool belt. A tool belt. Uh, guys with tool belts. I, that's what I need. That's why I don't get laid as much. If I had a tool belt, I bet I'd get laid a lot more than Here's I did. the thing. I, I need you to know this, and I need you to hear me when I say it. Okay. Home Depot sells tool belts. <laughs> well, that's the, the thing that's been uh, standing away between me and Has a successful it? relationship. Why yeah. don't you go to Home Depot? I'm going to get a tool belt. You should get a tool belt. Next week when I come in to do a podcast, I will have a tool belt. Is it going to have tools in it? Well, I, you know, don't want to. One step at a time. Okay. Well, good. All right. So Stark was touring with the John Robinson Company when she was badly injured in 1928. Again? The circus train. I'm painting a picture here. See? Okay. And let me tell you something. This You're going to see why. I've said this before, mm-hmm. but the circus train was late getting to the venue in Bangor, Maine. Oh. Nothing good happens in Maine. I've been not to, Bangor, I, I, Maine. Not Bangor, Maine. Maine. Not Dairy, Maine. Not Bangor, Maine. It's a very beautiful state. Well, all of the bad things happened. Cujo was in Maine. Well, the, that's just because Stephen King is from. I Maine. don't give a damn. Pennywise is in Maine. All I of these he places. Was like in the sewer. Needful Things is in Maine. They were in Derry, Maine. Well, that's because Stephen King Needful is from there. I don't give a damn. I will not. That is the one. That's my hard. It used to be part of Canada. You know? It's a hard no for me going to Maine ever. No, it's almost a part of Canada. I have made it a hard no. All right. Uh, let's see. The tigers were getting wet in the rain. That, doesn't it really take a lot of? Um, it, it, it isn't. It doesn't take a lot of ego to call your name your state Maine. I mean, I, you know what I mean. I guess I don't. I mean, like this is the Maine state, right? <laughs> Who they think they are? Exactly. They're small. It's a small state. No, it's a big state, but I think it's not. No, I don't. Population think it's very is big. small. I don't think, well, Rhode because, Island is really small because it's colder and fuck up there. Well, in the wintertime, but not in the summertime. It's, yeah, Vermont chill. is a very nice place. Okay, well, I can go to Vermont, but I will not go to Maine. But it sounds like vomit. So, it, you are correct. Yeah. Good job. Thank you. All right, so the train's late getting into Maine. The tigers are getting wet in the rain. There's no time to feed them before the show. Is this the a show. rhyme? <laughs> is, is this a... I'm reading what's written. Limerick, because <laughs> it sounds like a limerick to me. It does. Uh, there was no time was to feed the tigers rain, before the and show. Then there was a train. I think... Okay. I think that's one of those clutch things that you need to do before a show is feed the fucking tigers. <laughs> Especially if you're a tiger tamer. Yeah. Yeah. So, but normally a cat act would be delayed or canceled for this reason. Okay. But Stark, being the consummate professional. Mabel, the show must go on. The show must go on. Two hungry tigers named Sheik and Zoo mauled her during that show. Yeah. Sheik was, she was dinner. Yes. Sheik was right behind her and caught her in the left thigh, tearing a two-inch gash that cut through to the bone and almost severed her left leg just above the knee. I tell you what, mm. their dinner was never late again, I bet you. I'll bet been. that. Mm. You only got to tell her once. That's right. She could feel blood pouring into both her boots, but mm. she was determined to go through with the act. The show must go on, Brady. Dude, I think there's something wrong with her. Unlike unlike certain podcasters that you and I associate with. Yeah. They don't always feel that way. They don't. But I think, I feel like maybe Mabel got a little ahead of herself on this one. <laughs> you think so? 
The second tiger named Zoo jumped from his pedestal and seized her right leg, jerking her to the ground. As she fell, Sheik struck out with one paw, catching the side of her head, almost scalping her. But you know what? Hmm? That is a show that people talk about. Well, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you're going to catch that circus next time it's down. Oh, I'm sure it's all all over YouTube. (laughs) Right. Zoo gave a deep growl and bit her leg again. He gave it a shake, and planting both forefeet with his claws deep in her flesh, started to chew. Most Stark's concern for the audience. She knew it would be a horrible sight if her body was torn apart before their eyes. You know what? My concern would be for myself, and I'm selfish That's what I think. And all her tigers (laughs) would... Fuck the audience. Well. (laughs) I'm getting mauled. And then all... I'm more concerned about myself. And then all of her tigers would be branded as murderers. And sentenced to spend the rest of their days in narrow cages instead of being allowed the freedom of the big arena and now the she, pleasure of she's working. She's a bigger person than you or I. Well, clearly. <laughs> We'd be screaming, shoot those motherfuckers. <laughs> right. She managed to leave the cage with the help of another animal trainer and insisted on changing out of her blood-soaked stage clothing before going to the hospital. Well, because you, you want to be appropriate. Apropos. Well, yeah. Who wants to go to the hospital covered in blood? Right. You know what? Let me tell you something. Okay. You do want to go to the hospital covered in blood. That's when they get your ass back there. If there's no blood, oh, no dude. foul. You'll sit in the I, waiting I room know, forever. I know. I no know. blood, you, no foul. You you have to, you know what it helps? <coughs> Vomiting on a nurse's station. If you vomit at the nurse's station, they'll get you in the, they'll get you a room. On the nurse's station or just well, around they, it? Well, I, I I it depends. If you know if you think you can only vomit once, you got to make it count. You got to be like all over their charts, you know, all uh, over. Again. But if if you if you they can replace a computer, yeah, right. But I mean, if you if you think you can go a second time, you start out in the waiting room, and you know that irritates them. They'll get. But if they don't get you back in the room by then, then you got to check all over the station, nurse right. station. There's it's it's a whole process. It's a process. Yeah. Doctors sewed muscle and skin back together with three hundred and seventy eight stitches. But they didn't expect her to survive. But within That's a, a few lot of weeks, wasted stitches. Then. It is. But within a few weeks, she was back. Good old Mabel. And although her injuries troubled her, and she was in and out of hospitals several times over the next two years for further muscle repair. Yeah, she must have dealt with pain the rest of her life. Yeah. That was only the first of three serious maulings Stark suffered. She performed with the Cells Floto Circus hmm. in 1929. I haven't got there at. I have not either. And then rejoined Barnes after all had been sold to after it had been sold to Ringling in 1930. And she stayed there until it was absorbed into Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey during the season of 1938. Oh, here we go. So just and now, wait a minute. Okay. Now she gets interesting. Okay. To supplement her income, Mabel worked part time as a dominatrix for several, <laughs> wealthy, several wealthy men in Los Angeles. There you go. She got out of the business when a customer insisted that she urinate on him. Now, what? let me tell you something. Why would you get out? Why would that? He's wanting you to urinate on him. You have a friggin' tiger that's spewing all <laughs> over you, but well. you draw the line at taking a whiz on some rich guy? <laughs> Seriously? That's your hard no? Give me a fucking break, dude. Well. Take a piss on that guy. He's not asking to take a piss on you. <laughs> fucking drop it and take your whiz, take your money, and move on. Good golly, Miss Molly. She, she, she had standards. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I can see, you know, she's got that whip. She got the little stool. Oh, no, I can see. I mean, it's yeah. a natural progression. Yes. I'm just saying. He wasn't asking to piss on her. He was saying, please pee on me. And Probably had the, cat nine tails. Whatever. And now she draws the line at that. Whatever. Well, you know, she had her own moral standards. And, you know, apparently it doesn't include uh, golden showers. In 1932, she and her tiger act were filmed for the Paramount Pictures motion picture King of the Jungle. It was a 1933 nice. film. Go look it up on the YouTube. In the film, Stark is seen putting her tigers through their paces when fire erupts in the big top. Ooh. In 1933, during a show featuring 18 tigers, one bit through her arm. Uh, she finished her act with the arm hanging limply, limp before seeking medical attention. She's a real trooper, but she can't pee on a guy. She's a showman. Yeah, but she can't pee on a guy. Well, I know, right? Pull down the panties, squat, piss on him. Piss on it? Yeah. I know. Pick up a few extra bucks, pay the, pay the rent. In 1950, mm-hmm. Stark survived her third serious mauling when her right arm was so mangled that it required 176, 75 Jesus stitches. Christ. Her, it's not like her arm's just hanging there. Once again... I mean, she she did, recovered. Dude, she could get prescriptions for some real nice opioids. Dude, you know what? She didn't even need that shit. She's already getting Dilaudid and cocaine and opium. <laughs> She's getting all that shit over the counter for sure. Uh, let's see. Once again, she recovered, but those were just the severe maulings. Mabel Stark had many other incidences in, which, kind of badass. in which she was injured by a big cat throughout her career. Okay. She had small maulings. Yes. Minor maulings. Minor. <laughs> Teeny tiny maulings. <laughs> she always blamed herself for other factors, but never the tigers. She loved them and respected them, but also said there was no such thing as a tame tiger. Stark announced her retirement a couple of times, but always returned to performing. Well, it's hard to give that up. She toured with some small circuses. You know, once you have your arm mauled once, it's hard, you know. You can't go back from that. <laughs> no, I mean, you. it's hard to give it up. It's hard it, to walk away. It is. It yeah. is. Uh, she toured with some small circuses and lived in Japan where she performed her circus act in the 1950s. Hmm. She returned to California and finished her career at the Jungle Compound. Okay. Later called Jungle Land. Okay. That sounds appropriate. Not to be confused with Jungle Boogie. Or Jungle Gyms. Or Jungle Gyms. Is Starks, that a local thing? It jungle is a local uh, okay. thing. Okay. It's a big shop. It's a big grocery store. For the it's store. sweet. Stark's Hollywood Connections introduced you Stark. You're out there to meet women. Because they have this big international, uh, they sell international foods. Yes. So like all the hot Asians and all the hot Hispanic women would come there to buy food. You just hang out over there? Yeah. I hang out by the, by the produce. That wouldn't make you a creepy old man at all. (laughs) You hanging out by the melons. (laughs) Uh, Introduce Stark to Louis Goebel. Okay. Owner of Jungle Land, a Thousand Oaks, California facility that housed... housed trained animals for movies now see that's a sweet deal for her because she can stay in one spot sure mabel made her winter home in thousand oaks california in 1957 she became the city's first honorary mayor nice in the winter entering the world of politics now yeah and well she probably won't get mauled like that in politics (laughs) but she gets probably still have to pee on people and she's probably letting you know things jizz on her yes 
In the winter months, she would perform at the famed zoo and amusement park in Thousand Oaks. Okay. During the 1950s, Mabel gave up, gave up the road and performed at the park year-round and became its featured attraction. Nice. Mabel appeared occasionally on television in the 1960s. For example, she did a stint as one of the guests with an unusual occupation on What's My Line. I love that the show. The popular Sunday nights. No. It was the game show, and you had to guess what their occupation was. Okay, so let What's me. What's My Line. Okay. Well, Kitty Carlisle was on. Okay. I'm going to read this for you one Bill more time. Bill Holland. Okay, listen to you. No, I have no idea who these people are, do you? Mabel appeared occasionally on television in the 1960s. Right. Where they still smoked on TV. I was not born yet, yeah. so no, I have no fucking clue what you're talking about. All right, you're a loss. In 1968, Jungle Land was sold to a new owner who disliked Stark and fired her. Aw. Soon after she left, one of her tigers escaped and was shot. Mabel was angry and hurt about the animal's destruction and felt that she could have safely secured the tiger if the owners had asked for her assistance. I she, bet she was a cranky old woman broad at Oh, this you point. know she was cranky <laughs> as fuck. She'd probably barely wipe her own ass because her arm wouldn't work that way. She appeared with various circuses throughout the 1930s. probably talked like an old, old lady cigarette voice, you know? Oh, yeah. Like Marge Shot. You bet. <laughs> um, okay. Okay, dear. Right. So Timmy's going to jump back a little bit. I'm going to take care oh, of that tiger. God. I just saved that tiger. Dear. More shot you say okay, like after after every oh, sentence. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. She worked at a... I got I to gotta take a dump, okay? God. <laughs> she worked as a stunt double in the lion taming scenes for Mae West in the 1933 oh, film I'm No Angel, which West wrote inspired by Stark's career. Ah, Mae West was a very talented young lady, although there was rumors that she was actually a man, but that's not true. It later became a theme park, and Mabel Stark went to work there in 1938, eventually on a permanent basis. During her 30 years at Jungle Land, she also found time to take her tiger act on the road to Europe and Japan. Mabel stayed away from men for I the see most her part. this, like, like a bugler cigarette hanging down from her lips. <laughs> you know, she has, she's like got no energy. It's a energy. Paul Mall. It's Paul a Paul Mall, Mall for real. Paul Mall. She has no energy. She's putting no energy into her show. It's she's, a Paul Mall. She's holding like this uh, hula hoop up. Yeah. Hey, hey, Raja, Raja, jump over, the, jump in the hoop, okay? Good Lord. All right. <laughs> you just see her doing that. Oh, wait a minute. All so right. she stays away from me. For a short period, she had a lesbian affair with a sideshow performer named Sheba. Oh. The bearded lady. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh-huh. bearded lady are, women are hot. But the couple fought a lot, leading Mabel to believe she was not cut out to be with another woman. Yeah. You know, that not everyone can be a lesbian. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Sadly. Mabel got married for the last time. Her fourth she or married Sheba? possibly fifth <laughs> husband was menagerie keeper Ed Trees, who died in 1953. Well, she always married people in the business. See, that's, her, that's where, yeah. that was her mistake. Jungle but Land, by then, she's smoking Paul Malls. She's saying, all right, dear. She's showing, <laughs> she showed up for work in her curlers. Right. And slippers. <laughs> Hand me the hula hoop, dear. Hand me the stool and the whip, dear. Jungle Land was bought and sold okay. several, oh, my God. Several times during Stark's tenure, and the park declined financially through the 60s, and it was finally dismantled in 1969. Oh. The new owner, of course, fired Stark. 
Uh, the 79-year-old tiger tamer did not want to retire. Uh, the loss... The loss of her job combined with the incident with the tiger escaping sent her into a despair. Oh. So Mabel took an overdose of barbiturates. Oh. And was found dead by her housekeeper on April 20th, 1968. According to her 1938 biography, Hold That Tiger. Oh, Stark that's a nice name. Would have preferred to title. die at the hands of a tiger than by any other means, but it was not to be. <laughs> Almost. She had all. She had already survived that fate. Oh, so that's sad. Sad ending, Brandy. What's your thoughts on Lion Tamer Mabel Stark? I don't like her. You don't like her. I don't like her. <laughs> Why? Because she's a, boss. she's a badass. No, she's not. She's stupid. <laughs> she's stupid. Uh, she You're her... standing in front of a wait a minute. Uh huh. Yeah. Let me get focused here. Okay. You're standing in front of a charging bull. Pointing your finger down. She was a little Like, girl. looking at it like, okay, stop, motherfucker. And you <laughs> know what happened? Girl, no, man. but you know what happened? That bull trampled the shit out of her. So you know what's a good idea? Well, well let's try tigers. They're softer. <laughs> let's, try, let's try lions. That'll be better. She had a long life for a, uh, a lion She tamer. did, but she got lucky. She got lucky. And not too many people can earn a living having a, a, lion, a tiger spew on them. Well, I bet there are people that that <laughs> have that. Yeah, but none of them, none of them brag about it. No, 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 no. It's one of those All right, kept so you, quiet on so the dark web. So you didn't web. like the story of Mabel Stark. I don't like her. <laughs> right. I don't. I thought like she her. was a very brave lady who uh, she was uh, dumb. Who uh, who made us made her mark in the entertainment uh, field. She was and, dumb. And, pro- the only and, pro- uh, and promoted uh, the you know the cause of women. No, the only thing that I really liked about her was. She was. She did rise to the top of a primarily male-dominated field. field. Yeah, exactly. So I get that. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But she was dumb. Yeah. She was dumb, and she married. But she and she did. She always married like key people. Yeah. In the little whatever kind of world mm-hmm. they were Strategically, in. Strategically. Uh, and then she married the little dying gay guy. Well, she should have married Sheba, the bearded lady. Well, you know, maybe Sheba didn't want. <laughs> There's a lot of scarring there. I'm sure that was, you know, Sheba's got standards. She doesn't need all that. Mabel's got baggage, dude. Mabel's got serious baggage. You let a tiger spew on you for long enough, that's going to that's gonna leave an indelible mark. Well, that might turn you into a lesbian. It might turn you into something. I'm not sure about a lesbian. All right. But, you know, Sheba could have been jealous of that. But, I mean, I think, I, I think once a tiger spews on you, it uh-huh. changes a person. <laughs> All right, Brandy. Well, another another very uh, informative podcast. <laughs> we we're known for uh, bringing uh, to life some of these stories that were lost in history. Lost in history. <laughs> some of them were lost for a reason. Right. Right. <laughs> You're going to tell us about our Patreon supporters. Thank you all for uh, thank. We like to thank all of you for supporting us on Patreon. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, just go to Patreon.com/slash/HistoryDweebs, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or just a wee tiny bit. Yes, your Brandy is saying that today because the Colonel is under an indefinite suspension. Brandy, who would we like to thank who support us so generously through Patreon? Oh my God, so many people, wonderful so, people. Yes. So let's start with. Our list here. Alicia and Chip, Jen Moyer, Tommy Lane, Jason Dykes, 
James Seabright, Aaron Fowler, Eric Fowler, excuse me, Shelley Garrett, Bridget Clavey, Brandy McBride, Jennifer Savota, Maggie Glover, Maria Boris, Stacy Alsop, Jody Wells, Daniel Sweet, Amber Sweet, Amber Anderson, uh, Ben and Rosanna from They Walk Among Us, Laura Violet, Michael Deo, Kelly Charette, Karen Widner, Callie Jones, Joseph Kerr, Lauren Meredith, Jessica Greeno, the Pleasing Terrors podcast, Mike, Mike Brown. Yeah, Mike Brown, excellent podcast. Mm-hmm. Sarah Bloom, Amber Croup, the Now American History podcast with Joe Hopkins. Yes. Rebecca Oshinger, Cheryl, Catherine Cockgarage Richardson, Fiona Crisp, Laura O'Reilly, Donna Curran, John, Sue Story, Christine Bourgeois, Maja, Aaron with an A, Kimberly Cambron, Elise, the History Goes Bump contest. Excuse me, podcast with Diane Student. Great podcast. Mm-hmm. Amber Trevino, Annette Petray, Lise. Amber and I think it's uh, Annette Petray's birthday, by the way. So well, happy her, birthday, Annette Petray. Yes, absolutely. And also, it's uh, David. Um, David's birthday from Based Upon a True Crime. Based oh, on yay. A true crime. Yes. Happy birthday. Yes. Um, crap. Okay. Jahara. Uh, Makita Smith, Jeff and Don Chestnut, who have their own podcast. Yes, they have two podcasts. Poems by Jeff, mm-hmm. and then what's the other uh, one? Backroads of History. Backroads of History, yes. excellent podcast. Absolutely. Uh, Andrew Happ, Karen Barnes, Rachel Flynn, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Irvin, Jennifer Siemens, Cindy Lou, Kristen, Heather Poole, the Vanished Podcast. A great podcast with uh, Marissa Jones. Zachary. Uh, Canadian True Crime. Christy Lee. Charlie and Allie from, from Inside. Inside Podcast. Mm-hmm. Tracy Smith. Jess from Kiwi Crimes. Great podcast. Uh-huh. Nene. Bridget Bernhard. Stacy, Christine Hauer. Cheryl Weldon. Mistress Vader. And Ron. I think Mistress Vader probably has a whip and a stool maybe maybe i'm not passing judgment when her season in relation to darth <laughs> i don't know yes uh you know what's a funny name is garth wouldn't garth vader have been a funny name instead of darth vader i mean if they changed because you think would have changed the story yeah, quite a bit i would think of garth brooks yeah yeah uh and Rudy the Wonder Dog. All right. Thank you all for supporting us on Patreon. Again, if you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash history dweebs. We'd like to thank all of you for joining us and hope you all have a great weekend. And we'll see you all again real soon. Any final words, Brandy? Nope. All right. Thank you for joining us. Uh, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Bye bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.